Reggie Watts again with the wicked intro. Hi everyone, how's it going? Uh, Manly here. Uh, most of you probably already know me. Um, or you got hashtagged, you found a hashtag, or you stumbled upon my website, or blah blah blah. And here you are listening to episode number six. It's crazy. I thought I'd do like three or four. Like my blog, I only did two blogs, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm over this already, so. I mean, I like writing. Maybe if I wasn't writing so much for my homework, uh, I'd write more blogs. Because it's one of the... I kind of enjoy it. It's interesting to uh, think about things and then put them on paper in an articulate way where people may or may not find to be entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I like writing. I wish I wrote more. But I write a fuck ton already, with papers due every week and blah blah blah, so. Uh, podcasting live, well, uh, not really live, I guess. I'm live, uh, you're in the future. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona now. I brought all my equipment here, all my equipment, meaning like three items to do a podcast. I'm, I definitely want to make this more travel friendly, so... I would have to get some kind of different microphone. This microphone's good because uh, it's a blue Yeti. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with microphones. I'm not familiar with them, but this one was rated pretty good. It looks good. Um, I don't like the way it stands. I don't like the way it's connected to the table. Um, I need some kind of floor-mounted microphone, but that's not very portable. Maybe the, uh, the expensive, like... Um, how they wear on like UFC or uh, sports broadcasting, how they just pin it to their shirt. Whatever that costs, I'd probably just get that. And, uh, but I don't know, I'm sure it has pros and cons as well. I could foresee like maybe the shirt moves a lot. I'm not sure if uh, it'll pick up wind, uh, especially if we're outside trying to do a podcast with someone. So, yeah. Uh, Phoenix is cool. Well, it's hot, really, but it's cool. Uh, the city is nice. Not as bad traffic as I thought it'd be. Uh, the interstate flows pretty well. Uh, just around this kind of urban area, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of traffic. So I thought this place would be flooded with traffic. Uh, we had a couple of dust storms here and uh, two, like, thunderstorms. So very uh, bipolar weather. Um, some of the locals say that it's just normal. Um, we get it's funny this place. You get text messages when you're in the area. I got a text message like "pull over, stay alive," um, because the dust storm comes in, and let's say you're going seventy-five miles an hour uh, on the freeway, and all of a sudden you can't see absolute dust storm. So pull over, slow down. 
uh, wait till it passes and that's uh, the locals are used to it here so that's it and there's no dust storm like the Middle East um, that's what I'd say but I just go oh dust storm that's cool uh, we went outside everybody ran inside but we went outside we took uh, videos and made an Instagram story whatever so yeah I'm here in Phoenix for my first year of residency I gotta do three or four of these I'm back here in March March of next year early March and then I think I gotta be back here again next year of July or something I gotta check my schedule so yeah um, residency is pretty intense much more time consuming than I thought it would be in my head I thought I'd be yeah I'd be in class and all day and uh, maybe at night I can go you know check out the nightlife uh, but no just about every night we're doing homework we're doing like some kind of group research we're in the literature trying to figure out uh, what they call knowledge gaps or why certain research needs to be conducted um, where should certain research go in the future what do we recommend and so on and so forth uh, went through some of the analytics on my website as well I got some hits from Arizona not sure if it's because I'm here uh, maybe I got googled by somebody here that's weird just talk to me man you have to google me uh, or maybe my business card I passed out a bunch of business cards up here and I um, mean yeah that'll make sense uh, check that out so the Arizona numbers went up since I've been here so that's cool I got an increase in Hawaii on August 8th I'm not sure why uh, August 8th doesn't really ring a bell so um, mystery I guess I uh, wanted to bust out a podcast this week because I'm not sure what my week will look like tomorrow I'm headed to Tombstone it's a city that was recommended from a buddy of mine to check out uh, Josh and some of the locals here say to check it out as well so we're headed down there tomorrow morning uh, it's like three hours southeast of where we are now. After that, we're going to head to Bisbee. Um, I got really interested in that town because Doug Stanhope talked about that town a lot. So I really wanted to go and uh, see what all the hype was. Um, yeah, so that's about another half an hour southeast of Tombstone. Um, there's another city, Douglas. About another 30-some, 34 minutes southeast of Bisbee. Uh, there's an access point to Mexico there, I think. It looks well, it looks like on the map. Um, so if time permits, I'll head down there as well. Check out the border. I'll take my passport as well, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so once I get this podcast in, i got to get up early. Uh, so I'll hit this song. I'll play you in with Thievery Corporation. Not sure if you've heard of it before, but they're one of my favorite bands actually because they're uh, like very multi-genre. Uh, I've heard them play all kinds of songs, uh, reggae, um, indie, hip hop, etc. So they're they they make very unique songs, and um, so check this song out. This song specifically is called "All That We Perceive." Uh, it's an interesting song. I never really know what song I'm going to play for the podcast and or how I can relate it to what's going in 
what's happening in my life and or how the questions if I can sum up the questions some way in a song um, but I mostly just have my playlist on shuffle um, and kind of let the song hit me instead of trying to consciously pick a song so um, I was just out and about in the hotel and this song was just on random and it popped up and I said this would be a good song uh, for the completion of my residency um, for my transition back home for where my thought processes are now etc uh, etc et so thievery corporation all that we can all that we perceive um, the volume on the song is kind of low naturally the, there's a girl singing it so I'm gonna try and do what I can on this uh, on the audio side uh, hopefully I don't fuck anything up and we don't have uh, another volume issue a thingamajinger so enjoy
Who are we? What we see? Oh, I can't comprehend. Me too. I like that song. Neither can I. I can't uh, comprehend either. So that's uh, where I stand on that issue. Been drinking tequila sunrises here. I'm not sure why. Um, I think I just asked the girl, give me some with tequila in it uh, after the day. And she made me a tequila sunrise. I don't like that uh, the grenadine in it. So now it's just tequila and orange juice. Anyway, that's been my go-to drink. Um, yeah, this is the hotel is pretty interesting because you get uh, free breakfast, dinner, and uh, allotted three drinks of your choice a night. Not really uh, used to that. It's a new experience. I'm used to continental breakfast in the morning, and then you pay for your dinner and you pay for your drinks. Uh, so this uh, free like full on breakfast, breakfast, uh, along with like a full on dinner. Uh, with three drinks of your choice is pretty goddamn cool. So I'm coming back uh, Yeah, so I wanted to hit the questions. I didn't hit from last week last week I rambled on for an hour and prolonged the questions. So um, And the questions are coming in crazy fast. I can't even keep up anymore. So I'm just picking through I Think there's 19 or 22 or something here I have additional like 50 something in my email. Um, I'm probably going to have to do a podcast twice a week every now and then just to keep up. But good God, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I never know what I'm doing until I'm actually doing it. Uh, most occasions. So yeah, schedule is unsure this week. I'll be back in Hawaii early next week. I hope to see you all then. Uh, I got a, a whole lot more to share. Uh, the past five days has been uh, pretty crazy, but uh, we'll wait till I get back home and um, go from there, I guess. So I got a seven-hour round-trip drive tomorrow. That's going to be fun. I'm not sure what time I'll get back. Um, all right, so we'll just jump into this thing. All right, this one's from Anonymous. Um, there's one, two, three, four, five from Anonymous that were grabbed. Can an unemployed active duty military spouse get a loan? Generally speaking, no. Um, but if she's unemployed and she gets a loan with her husband, let's say, or <laughs> as I'm being super sexist and thinking the spouse is, uh, more often than not, the spouse will be a wife in the military, so I think it's a safe assumption to assume that the husband is male, so let's just uh, assume that. Yes, she can get a loan if he co-signs, obviously, because he's the breadwinner in that specific made-up scenario that I just imagined in my head, so... Yeah, she can get a loan, but she's going to need some help. She could also, if she wants to do it by herself, she could do it as well. She's going to need a bunch of money, like 80% down. Um, and then you have to convince the bank, like, hey, look, Mr. Bank, I'm going to put 80% down on this car. Let's say you're not specifying on what kind of loan. Um, 
and we'll finance to 20%. If you don't ask any questions, I'll put 80% down. A bank might be able to do that. A local bank could take that on um, because if you don't pay, 80% of the car is paid off. They'll repo it and they can get their money back. So generally speaking, no, the military spouse cannot get a loan by themselves. But obviously, there's a way um, if there are certain circumstances are met. All right, number two from Anonymous. What does the military test for? Um, I assume you're asking about what do they test for when you're trying to come in? Uh, because in the military, we, we take a bunch of tests. You take a bunch, you take a test just about for every rank. Uh, you're trying to get promoted. You go up through and you take uh, like a non-commissioned officer academy course, a senior non-commissioned officer academy course. Um, you can take uh, like a um, NCO course. It's a Airman Leadership School on the Air Force side. It's a corporal's course over on the Marine side. I'm not really sure what the Army has. Uh, on the officer side, they can have like an air war college on the Air Force side, a squadron officer school, so on and so forth. And then within the specific occupations, you could have tests as well. I know, for example, um, the 911 dispatchers that work for the fire department will take a CDCs, which is a course development curriculum, and they have to score a certain... Uh, percentage or higher in order to pass and be qualified as a official 911 uh, phone answerer. So, bunch of tests within the military, um, so get ready for that. If you're planning to join, you're going to have to take the ASVAB, Armed Services Vocational Aptitude something. I probably really fucked that up. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, questions in there. There's like, I took, now you gotta remember, I took it 14 years ago and some change. So there's, I remember tool identification. I remember uh, general office skills questions. I remember some math. I remember uh, some electrical uh, tests. Uh, but it's probably very different now. Um, more recently, I took the officer's tests. Um, that's long test and that had like pilot questions, navigation questions, um, uh, analogy questions like a tree is to branch as dog is to blank. Um, so yeah, bunch of tests in the military. So depends on what you're trying to do. I'm assuming the ASVAB and you can get books. There's like ASVAB preparation books. You can get those. Um, there's pro if you don't if you're hurting for money, I'm sure you could find a PDF online somewhere. Uh, there's PDFs for all kinds of shit. I remember when I, before I took my real estate test, I found a bunch of PDFs um, at, on the federal side of the course uh, test, of course. So um, find a PDF online. If you're hurting for money, if your money game is good, I say go buy a book and some kind of ASVAB preparation book that'll help navigate you to get and you want good scores uh, you want good scores because you want as much of a choice as possible when you're coming into the military 
you want you want the units to want you you want the career fields to want you um, oftentimes they'll entice you with bonuses uh, if it's if recruiters are having a hard time feel certain spots the military will incentivize certain career fields with twenty thousand dollars sign-on bonus fifty thousand whatever um, and and that could get a young uh, potential troop to sign the dotted line raise their right hand and commit to the government so um, yeah you wanna you wanna test very well so that way you can pick what you want but on the other hand you could argue that too much choices could be bad uh, the paradox of choice I remember that TED talk uh, too much choices will lead to over analysis and then cause paralysis so um, do what you want man um, yeah I say study don't kill yourself studying test uh, find something you like and go for it if that's uh, what you want what is the importance of teamwork in the military uh, funny we I get a teamwork question after going through an insane teamwork project where we had to uh, develop a prototype and then submit it to the industry along with finding why we think this prototype would be good uh, where the knowledge gaps are what um, why we feel as though our prototype can solve the problem that exists in the industry so uh, teamwork is important um, I know in the military we talk about the team roles you have a creator advancer refiner executor and flexor that's five kinds of roles that people normally play in a group setting uh, you add that into the mix with um, the forming storming norming performing and adjoining uh, phases of group development so it's interesting uh, teamwork is very important because oftentimes you get to a meeting and a team will be in there and you try to get shit done and the ego will have two people butting heads and three people remain quiet because they don't want to get involved and one person could be like a court jester and just making fun of everyone so it's a massive waste of time if you don't know how to coordinate a meeting or coordinate the dynamics of team roles so the importance of teamwork in the military is vital and and I would argue that the majority of meetings that go on aren't optimized as they should be I think that's a safe argument uh, slash assumption I can make based on my experience of course so um, another anonymous what does right what does dress right dress or dress left dress uh, so when we fall in a formation and we want to look nice we want to be presentable right let's say the commander's coming downstairs or approaching we want to we want to look like we know what the fuck we're doing, right? If your shit is all over the place, your people are all over the place, um, it looks like a big clusterfuck is happening, then you just don't look 
like you know what's happening. So what's the saying? Look good, feel good, present good, right? So if you look good, that's one major step into performing good. Um, because you also feel good knowing that uh, this is a shit hot formation here. So dress right dress is basically you want your shoulders to align with the person right or left of you. So you have one line uh, that's formatted. You know, you think of a, let's say, Microsoft Word document uh, and you can't get like your table of contents aligned. Some of the numbers don't match. The formatting's really bad. You want your formation to be formatted and dress right dresses in a sense. Uh, ensuring that each line is uh, formatted in a way um, people can be proud of, the commander can be proud of, it looks good. Other m military personnel or civilian personnel can look at it and be like, that fucking formation knows what the fuck is happening. So, uh, uh, just a little tidbit. Uh, I like that question because I've never really articulated that before, I don't think. From Anonymous, another military question. What is the meaning of radio silence? It's basically shut the fuck up over the radio. That's what it is. Shut the fuck up because somebody might get caught out there. or um, It's also a notification system to not panic if I don't answer the radio or anybody don't answer the radio. For example, um, if I head out to an LPOP, which is a listening post slash observation post, and this post is in the, let's say, um, like a forest type area, and we're hidden, and we, our mission is to go observe the enemy. So we're out there, and the enemy walks by, and somebody calls in, like, for my location, and my radio's on. The enemy can hear that. So I'm, I may go radio silence and ensure that the radio won't um, transmit anything that anybody else can hear. So we can just be silent in the uh, bushes or wherever we are and just observe. When we get back to a safe spot, we can then come turn the radio back on and communicate the things we saw. Uh, during our listening post slash observation post. So yeah, I haven't been on one of those in a long time. So I used to enjoy uh, going out, sitting and watching and thinking and uh, a lot of time to reflect and just uh, look around for suspicious activity, essentially. All right, so this is a username uh, from not a fire hazard. Why do I feel such passion when masturbating, but the second I come, I feel like a good-for-nothing degenerate monster? Well, this escalated quickly. So, um, Eddie Bravo talks about this. He talks about the post-nut syndrome. Joe Rogan also talks about this as well. He said, before you make a stupid decision, you want to... Make sure you um, release yourself so that you can think clearly, right? So they call that post-nut syndrome. Um, the scientific term is like post-coito something, trist, tr, I forget what it's called. Um, 
Yeah, so I know they did a study on uh, like 230 female students and like half of them said they experienced this kind of uh, degenerate monster feeling that you bring up. So I don't know, from a brain perspective, I think it's just a decrease in dopamine because the pendulum has to swing the other way, right? For every yin, there's a yang. So uh, I just think maybe your dopamine drops because you have like a very high increase in dopamine. Um, and once that drops, it's just your neurochemicals giving you a feeling. Um, and then you have those degenerate monster thoughts. So I think it's just neurochemistry. Um, just, I don't know, just move on with your life and get to work and do something productive and, uh, I don't know, do your homework or whatever. Not a fire hazard. So, I can see why he went with a username on this one with this question. So, yeah. Something that goes up must come down. So, that's the way I look at it. It's just, it's just a moment among moments. Uh... You just uh, experience the high, experience the low, and move on. Why do car companies... This is from Scape Nation, another uh, user. From now on, I'm not going to say people's last name. I think uh, I'm going to take a mentor's advice and not say their uh, last name. For privacy issues, I need to be more sensitive to the fact that um, these are actual people and the questions are fairly new and... A lot of these questions are posed in uh, early August, so I apologize for all. Uh, even though the probability that we'll connect to some way, shape, or form is less than 1%. So, Scape Nation, why do car companies allow cars to go 160 miles an hour when most speed limits don't exceed 65 miles an hour? Um, because it's fucking fun, dude. Get with the program. Um, I've been fast as hell on a motorcycle before, um, and it's fun, it's dangerous, it's scary, it's all that stuff, but everybody was young and dumb, so, um, and maybe you're thinking of it as a American perspective, you think about the Germany Autobahn, uh, you can go as fast as you want there, so, 65 miles an hour would not suffice. I remember when I was in Lon in England driving to London and I was going, I don't even know how, like 70 miles an hour maybe. My, I had a Peugeot 306 and it was in kilometers, but I don't know how fast I was going. But, but people were flying. There were Ferraris everywhere, those Porsches. Um, they would flash you. England is interesting because if you're in the fast lane and they flash you, and I don't get out of their way because they're speeding, I get a ticket. So, very interesting uh, thing they do there. If you're if you're in the way of the guy flying, or girl, flying in the fast lane, and they flash you, and you don't pull over, you're in trouble. So, uh, that's really interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's why cars go 160 plus because countries are different and um why the fuck not from greg there first name i guess i could go say this first initial of their last name 
Greg M. Right? That still keeps the privacy issues. How can I look up m how much a real estate property was worth back in 2010? Uh, this, this is pretty easy. All you do is just Google a real estate agent in your area and any competent real estate agent will be able to pull that information up. Um, so yeah, you can look up how much that uh, property was worth. You can see if, even if it was sold in that year, um, you could find it. So tax records would probably be even better than that. However, you go back and look at the tax records, assessed value, um, and go from there. From Trumpets420, username, why isn't America seen as hypocritical when they tell North Korea to denuclearize while they themselves have a lot of nuclear weapons? Okay. Why isn't America seen as hypocritical? Because we don't have a track record of shooting missiles into the ocean and scaring the shit out of 10 countries. Um, your track record is your credibility and I know America doesn't have the best uh, history in the world and I know that um, America isn't perfect and I know that sometimes people are corrupt and I know that um, there's an argument to be made that sometimes shit is unorganized. I know all that. But we have our shit together more than most countries, believe it or not. Um, I know a lot of people on the left will cry foul to that statement, but it's true. Go travel, bitch. Um, the more you travel, the more you learn, like, shit is actually good here. So, I always tell people, get the fuck out of the country, and it amazes me how many Americans don't leave the country. It's, it's, it's astonishing. Canadians travel, uh, people in Europe travel all over Europe, they go all over the world, people in South Africa travel the world, Australia, they see all kinds of places in Asia, um, but Americans, for whatever reason, generally speaking, they, they stay in America, and then they talk shit about America, so, um, it's frustrating, and it's a complicated problem, uh, not one easy to solve, but I would urge people to get out um, and don't just hit the touristy spots when you go to places like get in there bro like get in to the local areas try and find out what the fuck is happening figure your shit out come back to America and I think you'll rejoice so we're not seen as hypocritical um, in my opinion because we're not maniacs scaring the shit out of other countries uh utilizing fear we may scare other countries um but i don't think they feel as though um we're going to decimate all um a good example of this is when we were uh we got the nuke the ballistic missile attack text in hawaii so that scared the shit out of everybody and um, we felt as though it may have been valid because Hawaii is 
scared of North Korea, we feel as though a missile could reach us because they're talking about a missile reaching California. We're a lot shorter distance um, from California if with a point of origin as North Korea. So, what happens when you cry in boot camp? Another military question. It depends when you cry in boot camp. Uh, I remember the first night when we had lights out, uh, we could hear other people crying. So, um, yeah, people cry. Uh, if you cry alone in your bed, it was bu it was uh, bunk beds, and it was like f 70 of us, 60, I don't even know. Um, locked in a dormitory all night. Um, yeah, sometimes people cry, sometimes people fight. Sometimes people break down when the training instructor yells at them. Some people laugh like I I sometimes couldn't help but laugh when the training instructor would just start yelling at somebody because sometimes the insults were really funny. And uh, uh, the training instructors would give people nicknames. I remember they gave this one guy a, a nickname as Moosehead. And every time he would yell, come here, Moosehead, it was just I couldn't help but laugh so sometimes people cry sometimes people laugh sometimes people can't speak uh they can't get a sentence out um because they're just they're trembling and they're terrified and all this stuff so a lot of weird interesting things happen to you in boot camp from gladys what are some of the interesting psychological facts that you know um one of the most interesting things to me that hasn't been solved uh, is the placebo effect. The placebo effect is people, doctors will give you a sugar pill and tell you or the patient or whoever that this sugar pill uh, will remedy your illness or whatever right make you feel better this pill will solve for x and whatever x is now people take this pill they take it one day two days three days they keep taking it and the illness goes away right so it's it's the belief that the pill is an actual cure slash remedy slash treatment allows the body to fix itself and and that's fucking crazy that just the power of belief that we have a, a magic pill can cure you is insane. Is in, in, in totally insane and unfucking fathomable. And I haven't seen anybody explain that in a way that makes any sense, right? The power of belief can literally change the way your body functions. So um about the that's the power of belief along with a pill so um you need both of those for it to work and 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 that's just fascinating to me so that's one number two is free will free will has been a mind fuck for a long time in my life um i got into sam harris i got really deep into free will i got into the daniel dennett lectures i got into um, enough free will material to 
really make you question your life. So, I'm my conclusion is I'm not a believer that there is absolute free will. I'm not on board with the argument. Um, I can't be on board with the argument. I've tried to. I don't see it panning out. Um, the argument people will say, "Yeah, God gave you absolute free will," and I just I don't see it. And believe me, I've tried. So, uh, placebo effect, free will, um, yeah, those are the two big ones for me. Thank you, Gladys. Uh, this one's from John. What happened to the smartest student in your high school? I'm not entirely sure. I think I've uh, the last time I've seen him was, I don't want to give him away here was a 10-year high school reunion and I think he was on track to becoming a doctor uh, like an MD, like an actual medical doctor. So, I haven't talked to him in... I can't even tell you how long I've seen him. I don't know what he's up to. Um, yeah. And that's the smartest student according to the lens that I wear. Uh, we had, you know, 77 people, I think, in our high school class. Um, so, my interpretation of who the smartest student in our high school was may be very different than someone else who um, defines smartness uh, different than the way I define smartness. So, I definitely wasn't the smartest student in my school. And... Uh, so, yeah. Oh, Gladys again. What happened? Oh, that's just a copy and paste. Same question. All right, Brandon. What are things one shouldn't do at the gym? You shouldn't get into a fight. I remember it was like 4.30 in the morning, and I was over at the gym, and I got my headphones in, and I hear people screaming, and I see one person started running. And, they, and I ended up like walking over there just because I'm curious and I want to know what's happening. Uh, so this, I guess what had happened was a guy, a father and son was working out. And another guy was giving it the son uh, some kind of drama about the equipment or something. And then the father got involved with uh, to protect his son, uh, maybe he was being bullied. I, I wasn't there for the beginning. I was just there for the kind of like when two people were screaming at each other and like just about getting ready to fight. Um, so it was it was a uh, it was an interesting scene because they were yelling at each other, not really wanting to fight, but wanting to fight at the same time, but also like doing their. Uh, reps in between sets so uh, it was it was very interesting it was like uh, you fucking talk shit to my son you fucking motherfucker I'll take you outside and then he did like uh, 10 tricep dips and then he went back to talking shit like you motherfucking piece of shit you stupid motherfucker you want to talk shit up you want to step outside I'll fuck you up and then like his son did um, I don't know, like bicep curls or something. And then he switched off bicep curls and then they went back. And the other guy was doing like a bench press. 
and he would come back and he would talk shit. So I don't recommend. There's too many people in the gym. They're gonna break you up. Uh, if you strike somebody, you're gonna get arrested. It's just drama you don't need. So, um, and you don't know how many friends they have. If you try to get into a fight in the gym and they have ten friends, they could fuck you up before the cops get there. So, um, I don't recommend uh, getting to a fight at the gym, especially if it's like an MMA gym. Uh, everybody's in there is gonna be able to kick your ass. Uh, um, a jujitsu guy will be able to kill you, like literally, if he decides to, he can kill you. So, just mind your p's and q's. Uh, use the gym just to work your shit out. Uh, use exercise as exercise, right? That's what I've been saying. Um, probably be one of the chapters in my book when after I get through this dissertation paper, I'm probably gonna turn that into a book, and then I'll end up writing another book. So. Make sure you guys hold me to my word. Okay. What are we at? From Rebecca. What is the best way to listen to music? I like music in the gym. I like music while doing cardio. I like music while I'm in my car. I like music when I'm just around uh, my condo. Uh, I like music being played when I'm like cleaning shit. When I like music as some kind of noise to when I'm doing shit. Um, yeah. Sometimes I analyze music too. Maybe that's why this podcast is so music-reliant. Uh, I, I like looking at the lyrics. I like thinking what they thought. I like trying to put myself into their sort of headspace. Like, why would they write that at that time in their lives? Uh, what makes that significant um, relative to the time that they uh, existed in, for example. Stone Temple Pilots, in my opinion, uh, very good writers, right? And um, you got to go deep into the lyrics to try to figure out what the fuck he's trying to say. So I like, I like very deep lyrics. Uh, where I have to read, 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 and like, okay, what is this person trying to say? So I like that a lot. Um, that That's why I like hip-hop as well. Um, hip-hop, you'll have to like really like dig into the lyrics and figure out what the fuck these people are trying to say and uh, what the message is, right? So Eminem's, you know, known for that as well. Uh, what else we got? Have you, from Riley, have you snuck food into a movie theater? If so, what kind? Uh, when I was married, she had a purse and we used to sneak whatever she wanted into her purse and eat it in the movie theater. So, uh, this is back in the day. I think it's common practice to sneak movie. You know, it's kind of an American thing to bring outside uh, food into a movie theater as like a bad move. Um, in the Philippines, we brought all kinds of shit, and nobody cares. They deliver it to your seat. You can or you can buy your movie ticket. You can get like food or whatever from the food court, or and and then say I'm in seat 18E or whatever. You get assigned seats, and as you're watching the trailers, here comes uh, a delivery person, and here you go, sir, and they give you all the shit you ordered. So. That's pretty cool. 
Alright, this one is from Stephen. S-T-E-P-H-E-N. So, is it wrong to sign your email with a PhD if you are still a PhD student? Yes, Stephen. I feel like you should know that. <laughs> Answer, Stephen. Name like Stephen with a PH, you should totally not put the PH into your email signature. Now, you probably would look at my Twitter or Skype or Instagram and see that I put doctor uh, in my name. And there's a reason for that. I know that this journey is going to be fucking difficult. So, uh, I need all the advantages I can possibly have on my side. And one of the advantages is that I put the doctor there because I want to fulfill the prophecy, right? The self-fulfilling prophecy. If you can see it and if you believe it, you can achieve it. So, I, w I like to be able to see that thing there. And uh, I like to know that I'm on the right path. And I have to make certain moves to make that valid, right? Fake it till you make it. So, generally speaking, Stephen, I would say no, don't do it. Uh, it it's kind of, it kind of looks fake, but on the other hand, fake it till you make it. You see the signature. Uh, it reminds yourself of your goal. Um, yeah. So, yes, but no. Or no, but yes. <laughs> Whichever one you want. Do what you want and what you feel as though will help you succeed with your goals. And it depends how far you are too in your... Uh, how many residencies have you gone through? How far are you into the dissertations? Do you have chapters 1 through 3 yet? Um, yeah, so I need more information on your question, homie. Alright, this one is from... Alicia, what psychological facts, psychological facts, can I use to be a more likable person? What psychological facts? Tricks, maybe. I can see you wanting to use that word as tricks. One trick you can use to be a more likable person, and I wouldn't say I'm a likable person, but I'm kind of a... Uh, uh, I I think I score low on agreeableness, high on conscientiousness, medium on openness, um, maybe medium on neuroticism. Um, yeah, so those are the major psychology traits. Um, but one thing you can do to be a more likable person is to listen more, like to listen and actually hear what people are trying to say. Because I feel as though we don't know how to talk to each other anymore. We've lost it. We fucked up along the way. Uh, social media or um, isolation, um, something. People don't know how to talk to each other anymore. The art of talking to each other is gone. And no, it seems like nobody saw it coming. Uh, we just kind of threw technology at everyone. And thought that the in interpersonal communication would remain the same but the evidence for that doesn't uh, go with that assumption so 
people seem to be more socially awkward. People seem to be more into their phone instead of conversation. People seem to uh, only hear what the other person says so that they can reply back. Uh, so it's instead of two people having a conversation, it's just two people waiting for the other person to stop making noises so that they can make their amount of noises. So, and I see it all the time. I'm at Starbucks getting Wi-Fi or whatever, like hanging out. And I'll eavesdrop on a conversation and I can hear it. Uh, two people talking to each other and having totally separate conversations. Um, yeah, so I would say listen more and actually hear what people are trying to say. Interpret what they're trying to say. Sum it, sum, summarize it back to them. And if they're coming at you with a problem, help them figure out the problem. Oftentimes, if you listen to people and just let them vent, you'll find that their problem is relatively easy to fix. So, yeah. Uh, listen more and actually try to hear and actually try to respond in a way where you can keep their conversation going. Um, yeah, so try that Ali Alicia from Rishab R-I-S-H-A-B-H uh, I don't know Saudi Arabian name Rishab Indian what are your top priorities in life as a doctoral student uh, my top priority is to get through um, I, the first step is to figure out the problem statement. I'm going to have to figure out what what kind of problem exists in an industry and specify it down to its most specific statement. So that's number one. Number two is a literature review. I'm not looking forward to doing that. I'm going to have to go through as much literature as possible to figure out why the problem is valid and why I should throw a theory together or test a current theory, whether I do a qualitative or a quantitative uh, study. So uh, my top priorities is just to get through. Um, yeah, make it all the way through, all the way to the oral defense and graduate. So. That's uh, my top priorities. All right. From Tony, I'm going to end on this because we're at 55 and uh, the answer for this is a long one. It's a copy and paste from the internet, but I think it's important, valid. Um, we talked about it during the residency here and I want to share it on the podcast. So either... I can refer someone back to it or I can always come back and listen to it now. From Tony, what are the what is the most famous battle speech in history? Okay, so I'm going to default this to uh Abraham Lincoln's speech in 1863, right? His famous speech, there's a bunch of different versions of it. Um but I think this version is the the most ubiquitous. Here we go. 
Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that this nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But, in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but I can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so notably advanced. It is rather for us to here dedicate to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we were highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation shall have a new birth of freedom and the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Abraham Lincoln, November 19, 1863. So, yeah. Um, 171 words, I think, one of the greatest speeches ever in American history is very short. Um, so, yeah. Great job. Um, the grandfather Republican, I think that's what they call him. So yeah, I'm out, man. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm barely holding it together. I'm super tired. It's been a long five days. I got a long ass day tomorrow. Um, yeah, just like Abraham Lincoln said, we got work to do. We got shit to fix. Get your shit together. Um, and let's, you know, help each other out. And uh, get to the promised land, just like Ed Dupas said. So, as always, I'll play you out with him. Um, I'll see you next week. Um, man, it's going to be a crazy week next week as well. Not looking forward to that. But I'll do my best. I'll get one out. We'll see what happens. I'm headed to Flagstaff on, uh, what is today? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Flagstaff on Thursday. Um, Friday, I'm going to go check out the jujitsu place northwest of here. Um, yeah, so, busy, busy, busy. Alright, if you need me, you know how to get a hold of me. Love you. Love all y'all. Peace.
Together 